What's the format of this talk, Ashley? Right. What's going on? If this looks unrehearsed, that's because it kind of is. Um, <gasps> it's so, we are going to be reading Galatians 5, 25 through to 6, verse oh. 10, if you wanted to find that in your Bibles. I think we've got these NLT translations, probably that was what we like the most when we were working this out. Um, so it might be different to yours, but hey. Um, so we'll probably read the whole thing together just to start with because that's helpful. Spirits leading in every part of our life. And Sue and Carrie talked about this bit last night as well. And we talked about it all weekend. How do we actually live in light of everything that Paul said to us? So far this weekend, how do we live in freedom through faith in Jesus? Um, and this is some pretty big stuff. This is this is some life-changing stuff we've heard this weekend. Um, and it should seep into every part of our lives. It shouldn't just be a youth group specific charity word only happens on Sundays kind of thing. This is a Monday to Sunday, 24 7 kind of thing. Um, and it, it should, we should be following the Holy Spirit in, in everything we do, um, which Tim also talked about, which is really cool. So if you're at school, if you're at home, from whether you're deciding like a small decision, like how to respond when someone's a bit rude to you, to like if you're picking a job or whatever, we should be following the Holy Spirit. Um, and this isn't just a head thing. This is going to change how we live our entire lives. Um, the message, the message version uh, of this verse I like um, is this: Since this is the kind of life we've chosen, the life of the Spirit, 
let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or sentiments in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. So um, in the bit we're going to read today, Paul helps us by kind of saying what it might look like if we do follow the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, and the general principle is basically love one another. Um, and love looks like something. It's not just a mushy, warm feeling. It's a, it's a decision to love. Um, it's a love in action. So we're going to talk about five ways we can do that. to live that way too. That's part of what it means to be following Jesus, part of what it means. 
impossible to do our own, frankly. Like, uh, our simple natures, our natural tendency is towards selfishness and thinking of ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how the world works. That's so what we used to do. We can't do that on our own. But what is impossible with man is possible with God. So, mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit, with his help, we can do that Megan, do you have an example or something about this? Do I have an example? Well, for example, if you, I'm not saying that you're not, but if you were really good at making scrambled eggs, and I was comparing myself with Ashley, then I'd be like, no, if you, okay, if you were really bad at making scrambled eggs, which you're not, I'd be like, huh, I'm better than Ashley at making scrambled eggs. <laughs> I mean, we make scrambled eggs very differently, so when she makes scrambled eggs... I didn't mean it was, a, it was a random example. How can you make them very differently? Anyway, the point, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... You can use milk, you can not use milk. Anyway, the point is, the point is... Sorry, sorry, carry on. Anyway, if actually, if I think I'm better than Ashley at making eggs, I'm going to get proud about that. However, in this scenario, if I'm like, if Ashley's way better, if I sit down and Ashley scrambled eggs and I'm like, Oh my gosh, these are the best I've ever had. Then if I'm in this mindset, then I'm going to be like, I just can't make scrambled eggs. Why am I so bad at making, oh my gosh, scrambled eggs, this is the worst thing ever. So that is comparison, it's dangerous. I'm going to talk about it more in bits, so then mm -hmm. I kind of stole them somewhat. I was going to say, but that's fine. That's right. Do you want to say anything else that you've written down? Um, well, I, I mean, I could say that, but I thought you were going to say what it looks like if, if I compare myself in a healthy way. Well, the only example I have is a different mindset. That's fine. But um, <laughs> if I've got this mindset, then either way, I'm going to be comparing myself with Ashley Scramble. <laughs> anyway, but if if we're doing comparison right, because it's not always bad, although it's done like that, if, we, if we're walking with the Holy Spirit, instead of being like, you know, Ashley Scramble is so much better than mine, I feel inadequate, I'd be like, well done, Ashley, for making these scrambled eggs. I feel nothing about myself, you know, negative to do this, but I can celebrate the fact that these are some really good scrambled eggs. Um, <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Um, I love the, t the Passion Translation of this. Um, this verse, I really like translation. I know it's a controversial opinion to have, but the Passion Translation of this verse is, so may we never be arrogant or look down on another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. And I think if we really get that we are loved, we are unique, we are made in the image of God, then we know how loved we are, then we can, it's way easier to love the person in front of us. Um, and it's more natural because I'm like, oh my gosh, God loves me this much, then he loves Ashley that much, then how can I not love Ashley that much? And also because you're great as well. Um, but yeah, if we're secure in our identity, I think that completely shifts the way we look at all of this stuff. I think whoever we're doing this talk is actually a helpful example. Um, so, <laughs> I know. Meta. Like, this is, this is not deliberate. It wasn't, we went, aha, we're talking about comparison and loving one another, and therefore we should partner up and not compare ourselves to each other. And like, this is just, this happened. Um, but, like, it was, it was me going, I, I could do this talk on my own.
we might be now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on, shall we? We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing okay. that. Okay. Oh, this is me again. Right. Sharing burdens, I've called this. <laughs> Dear brothers and sisters, if another, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path, and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Just a note on that, because I've underlined it. Um, so we've been talking a lot about the law this weekend. When Paul talks about like, the law of Christ, or the law of the Spirit, he tends to be contrasting, like, the law that uh, God gave to Moses, the law that they followed in the Old Testament, with this new way of living. So he uses the word law, but he's doing it to contrast the two. Um, so when it says the law of Christ, it's not like, ah, right, okay, we're going to go back to the Ten Commandments. He's, he's just talking about this way of living with Jesus and this way of living with the Spirit. And this way of the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone you're really feeling yourself, you're not very important. And just another note on that, Paul's not saying you don't matter. Paul is, like, read it in context. He's saying, if you think you're too important to help someone, that's not actually the case. You're not mm. too important to help someone. Like He's not saying matter. you don't matter. He's not saying you don't matter at all. So, I've got a whole page of things I'm going to try and say half of them. So he's talking about, like, helping other people out of sin without getting sucked into it ourselves. That's one thing he's touching here. Um, I've been listening to a lot of, not watching, a lot of Bible Project videos lately about... Love them. Um, I'm reading through the Old Testament again. I'm in Numbers, and uh, there's, there's a lot of law stuff. Um, so I'm watching a lot of Bible Project videos just about the law and about being clean or unclean and originally pure and all this kind of thing. And they're very interesting, and just pointing out some things. So in the Old Testament, impurity or uncleanness was contagious. So well, there's all these laws that are designed to help you stay pure and stay clean mm-hmm. and help you avoid touching things that are unclean. And if you touch something that's unclean, you become unclean. It, it, it goes that way around. Uh, but then Jesus comes along, and he is clean, and he is holy, and he is pure, and he touches things. And rather than them making him impure, he makes them pure. He makes them holy, he makes them clean. Like, he touches lepers and things, which is not done, because if you touch a leper, you're ritually unclean, that kind of thing. But he touches them, and, like, he heals them, he makes them clean. Um, reverse parasite. Reverse parasite. I mean, sure. Love means like getting into the mind of people and helping them back 
love and action. Yeah, we want to see it. We want to see it. Yeah. So, gently and humbly, two important words, I think. It does <laughs> not say harshly and condemningly. Um, Held that person back onto the right path. It says, do it, with, do it gently and do it with humility. Mm -hmm. um, so, we just need to have this awareness that, like, we're not actually any better than anybody else. We're not. It's not that we're amazing and they're struggling because they're rubbish and we're so amazing that we can help them out even though they're struggling. Like, the only reason we're not in the same situation is just the grace of God. We, we are so in desperate need of grace uh, and we know better than anyone else. So, yeah, be gentle with each other, be gracious, be as kind to each other as God has been to you. Um, and then the flip side of all of this is about letting other people help you. Don't try and go it alone. So, pride will often tell us, ah, oh, let's go myself. Or um, another way is you might think that you always need to be the person who's really strong, or the person who's okay. Like you're the person that everybody else comes to. You know, like you're you're you always have to be fine, and you always have to have your stuff together because everybody else can then be broken, and it's okay for them to be broken because you can be the strong one. Um, mm -mm. So that. No. <laughs> so yeah, we can think that's the most loving way to be. That's the most loving thing to do, but. Uh, in allowing people to love you, in allowing them to share your burdens, in actually going, I'm, I'm really struggling with this, I'm finding that really hard, but I'm not okay, and actually opening that up to someone else and allowing them to love you in it, you are giving them an opportunity to be Jesus to you. You're giving mm -hmm. them an opportunity to love you like God does and to experience some of God's love for you and for them in the way that they get to love you. And that's just, I think that's actually the most loving thing that we can do, which is crazy. Um, yeah, letting someone else love you is actually a loving thing to do. So, you, a lot of the time, no, will be like, no. uh, will be like, oh, I see, I'm, I'm really sorry that I've talked about this thing for so long, or we've mm. been on the phone for an hour and I haven't even asked you how your day was because I've had a really crap time and I just talk about it, or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, I just, I just, this is such a good opportunity for me to love you and just like be there and listen. And I am understanding more of God's patience and kindness and grace in this moment because he is demonstrating them through me. And that's actually pretty awesome. Like, this is making me more like Jesus. And I love doing that. You're so, welcome. Thank you. You're for, so uh, welcome. Letting, letting me love you. Because that's good. Love you. Um, yes. Yes. This is church. Let's be church. Yes. Go. Yes. And we, yes, we need each other. It's beautiful. And I, I think a, a large thing God was teaching me last year when you abroad. Oh, where'd you go? Um, I went on my ride to Austria. Um, was actually that we, because we're all made in the image of God, we all carry different aspects of God's character, and actually we see more of God. We see God in each other. So, well, obviously, I, I'm a good, I'm an amazing expression of like God's humour. Um, whereas, uh, <laughs> actually, it's a great um, expression of God's servant heart. It's a good thing. It's good vibes. It's good yeah, vibes. It's good. Obviously, we're not all like one thing. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying that we actually see Jesus in each other, and that's beautiful. And I love how He wants us to be in community and so relational. It is dope. Yes. Scenes. I've also written down scenes. Yeah, that's all I've written. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next one. Pay careful attention to your own work then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we're each responsible for our own conduct um, so one of my favourite verses in Bible is Ephesians 2.10 which basically says um, 
you have your own unique good works that only that God's given you that only you can do. Um, and we talked about pride and comparison and how it kind of steals the goodness out of stuff because it makes us constantly be comparing ourselves. Um, but I read this super short book that I was going to bring. I just got it in the pad, guys. Trust me, believe me, I do. Um, which is a re- really good book I would recommend. It's, called Tim, it's by Tim Keller and it's called The Freedom of Self Forgetfulness. And he kind of talks about this. He talks from a passage in 1 Corinthians. And he's talking about basically saying, obviously, the opposite of pride is humility. And he says, the essence of gospel humility is not thinking more of myself or thinking less of myself, it is thinking of myself less. The essence of gospel humility is not thinking more of myself or thinking less of myself, it is thinking of myself less. So it's just not even thinking about ourselves really. Um, and not in like a neglecting way, but just genuinely like we're just loving other people and we're loving God, that we're just like, doesn't really matter, does it? Um, because of Jesus, we don't have to live like we're constantly on trial, we're constantly in the courtroom, constantly going, oh, have I done a good thing today? I don't know, I kind of messed that up earlier, like, I, mean, I need to do another good thing to kind of weigh it up. Um, another quote from Tim, Timothy Keller here. Um, like Paul and like Jesus, we can say, I don't care what you think. I don't even care what I think. I only care about what the Lord thinks. Um, and he said, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he also said, um, you probably know this, but at Jesus' baptism, when he says, you're my beloved child with whom I'm well pleased. So we are living out of that. We're living out of knowing that. We're not living out of trying to prove anything. Um, and if we know our identity in the Father's eyes because of Jesus, with the help of the Holy Spirit, then we know that we are so unique, we're so loved, and we're right with God. And so we have nothing to prove. So we can crack on working, we can um, use the gifts God has given us, because we know he's given us these gifts, he's put us in a time like this, um, let's just do it, we don't have to worry about what other people do. Um, yeah, 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 and I also love, uh, is it 1 Corinthians 10 or 12 when it talks about the body of Christ? Somewhere in 1 Corinthians, <laughs> it talks about the body of Christ, it's like, you, you know, the eye, and the, does the eye say to the ear, you're redundant, you, this is a big problem. Right? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't, because you need both. You, you, we need each other. Um, we display God's church, his bride, the most beautifully when we're all just working together, but using our gifts and all working with him. Yeah, that one, that works. That goes, that's a good one. And I know that for me, out of pride and like low self-esteem, being like, oh no, my tendency is more to lean, you might be the other way around, mine is lean towards low self-esteem so I'll put myself down a lot uh, um, and I care a lot about what people think too much time which is something I'm, I'm definitely working on um, but something I'm trying to do which if you also feel like this is a thing you should do is um, not to make like identity statements when I do something so for example if I did something stupid instead of saying oh I'm so stupid I say I wouldn't say that I say I'm not stupid I did a stupid thing and it's kind of removing like your identity from that and I think even just saying that makes a difference to how you think about yourself so I'm trying to do that Um, oh so like when we you know when we talk about um, homeless homeless people immigrants and stuff we kind of dehumanise them um, because we're just thinking oh that's that's what defines that person they're an immigrant that's what defines that person they're homeless and in any area area of life that that person's like you're a liar instead of just I think it's so much like you're not one thing so 
the more loving thing to do when I talk on, on loving homeless people is like, it's, it, yeah, it's saying homeless people or people who are currently homeless, it's not saying the homeless, like that makes the person that one thing and that's just not how God wants us to look at people. That's what I was saying, something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah, so going back to uh, what you were saying about like leaving your home and pride all those other things. Yeah. So I'm the opposite of Megan, I'm uh, tend to more pride. Um, similar to what Carrie was talking about yesterday, actually. So like, I, I genuinely like myself, I enjoy being me, which is a good thing. Um, but it can go too far. So <laughs> I am so incredible and everybody else is kind of just not as good as me, which is not so good. Um, like, Jesus has this uh, parable, he has a story, well, not a story, it's a picture of like, um, we can say to somebody, oh, there's like a speck of something in your eye and mm. not notice that we have a plank in our own eye. Mm. Um, and so, there, is, there is a song, it's got puppets, you should look it up, it's great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's this idea of like judging other people for stuff and not even noticing the massive plank mm. sticking out of your own eye, like the massive stuff that you've got going on. Mm. Uh, which I am often guilty of. Like I, I will judge other people and like miss my own flaws a lot of the time. Um, but God, genuinely graciously, will highlight this to me. Uh, so sometimes there'll be there'll be times when I'm like I've been judging someone for something. Um, not like not even not that loud. You know, I'm not going around saying horrible things about them. Like in the way I speak, it's a very loving and caring and, and gracious and things. But like just my internal dialogue is like, shouldn't be doing that. Oh, I can't believe I've done that. Um, and, and and like oh how could how could they do that like how could somebody do that kind of thing and then I end up in a situation where I basically do the same thing and I'm like oh that's how someone could do that like it's it's got to be gracious to me because he's showing me that I'm actually no better than anybody else and just the grace that he extends to them he extends to me too and all this kind of stuff is just helping me to love others better um, and yeah showing me. Mm. It's also like that bit uh, where where there's a woman who's been accused of adultery and all the Pharisees, like all the guys mm. come out to like stone her, and Jesus is just like, "You were that sin, cast the third stone," and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "That's exactly how it happens." Yeah. Yeah. Not so far. No. Alright, trick back on. Yeah. Uh, no. Exactly. What? Yes. It's Christmas. Just Christmas. Okay. Next verse. Now. I'd just like you all to know I didn't add this to the Bible. This was already <laughs> in there. Is this the bit where Paul's like, pay attention to my very big letters? That's a bit later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. This verse, verse 6 says, Those who are taught the word of God, that is you, should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. <laughs> so, in this context, Paul is talking about like practical uh, provision, probably financial. So, will we take you up an offer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're going to leave a pot in the front. <laughs> We only take notes in the buff, so uh, wait. They do use one pound notes in the We take British currency. Jersey in Britain? Yeah. Actually, for a contact. Jersey. Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. I'm really tired. We'll move on. So, we're not actually asking you to pay for your youth leaders or your church leaders. I mean, we kind of have, actually. You paid to be here. Your parents paid to be here. But you haven't paid for us. You have paid. We have not seen a penny of that. Yeah. Yeah. We've given up on Um, although that is in the context of what we're talking about. Just other gifts. But you can think about 
you can think about how this would apply to you in your own context. So, what could you provide for your leaders? How could you love them? When I say leaders, I do mean your youth team because, you know, but like also your church leaders and any other context that you're in, like the people who teach you the word of God, how can you love them? This is what I was talking about a few weeks ago. Like, how can you make it a joy for your leaders to be leading you? Yes, sure. Help them give gifts. Yeah! yeah. I love the way you're thinking. <laughs> yes. Good ideas. Um, oh, that's true. I wanted to give you some examples of times where you guys have made it a joy for me to be leading you. Oh, oh wow, can you emotional music in the background. Um, Alright, so New Day a couple of years ago, it was like around the Friday, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I was awake, but I, I wasn't, you know, and I was in my tent listening to you all, and I was like, no. <laughs> Shared his grace. Mm. Actually, that game, best game I ever played. Just things like that. 
they make French toffees. You should leave like um, a list of how each of you like your tea in like the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, and that's such a good idea. I love it. No, none of us will know. We won't be able to. Do I'm like a favourite so snack. Be honest, if you make me a really rubbish cup of tea, the fact that you have made me a cup of tea. Is so if like five of us all made you tea at the same time, you get like five cups of tea and it's like. I mean, I think yeah. the thing is, by this point, there you would be fine with five cups of tea. Yeah, I probably need it. Yeah, Patty said she'll put me to the chair for a job. Anyway, anyway, a couple more ideas. You can pray for them. You can pray with them. Um, obey them when they ask you to do things. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> Megan. Do I have some things to add? I mean, I was really enjoying yesterday when you guys were like telling Tim and Cammy, 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 they were they were great and stuff because I think people gen like generally really appreciate that. Like I don't do a lot of preaching and stuff, but when someone comes up to me, I'm not I'm not fishing. Right? You're great, Megan. You're so lovely. Oh, um, no, I'm not. But genuinely, um, if don't lie, if you don't think it was good, I mean, don't tell me. Anyway, shout <laughs> <laughs> compliment. Shout compliment. Um, with someone, like if you think they did something well, tell them because it generally does make a difference for sure. Um, you know, I like words of encouragement. You rock that bandana. Oh, yeah! <laughs> but definitely pray for your leaders, guys, because you really need it. So that's a big way that you can, yeah. you can love them really yeah. well. And I guess also kind of tying with that is just honouring people's time and, and, and like for me, like when I'm leading worship. I do a bit more at uni with a band and like when people turn up and they're on time and they're ready, like that makes such a big difference because it just, it makes me feel like, okay, you guys actually want to be here, you're honouring my time and kind of just, yeah, and like listening and stuff like that. Just little things, like it doesn't have to be a gift every time, you know. Gifts are accepted, um, my address is, uh, yeah. Yes, cool. Next bit. Last bit. We're going to test you. And yeah, and what the five points we made were, I just decided to say. You don't get points for this one. It's on recording, guys. You've got no excuse. You can just go to the King's Office Church off the website. Anyway, you're listening to me now. Thank you. Blood experience stuff. <clears throat> don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Woo! 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 So what Paul is saying here is that basically we reap what we sow, but... That is, it, it's kind of like what, what is in our hearts will determine what, how we act. Um, so Jesus talks about this in Mark 7, Naomi talks about this when talking about circumcision. <laughs> circumcised heart. Um, but it's, it's that, it's not that tra- traditions are no good, religion is no good. Jesus like roasts the Pharisees because he's like, these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Um, and it all starts with our hearts. Um, there's there's the proverb Proverbs 4:23 says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it so that affects everything we do um, so it starts with the heart and that lines we should well, why did we write that down um, but basically if you think about this what's in our heart becomes like our thoughts our thoughts become what we actually our actions and then action becomes a habit and a habit becomes a, a character so it's it's big that I feel like that's what 
Paul's kind of saying in, in, in 7 and 8. So, yeah, I mean, we need the Holy Spirit to do that. Um, but especially because of the words of affirmation, I love verse 9. Um, it's just like, don't give up. Do not give up in doing good. It's not, we're not probably, a lot of the time, you're not going to see the direct consequences of, of doing good. Like, if you buy a homeless person, like, a cup of coffee, you might never see them again. But, like, that's not a reason to stop, you know? Um, um, I like to think that when we get to heaven, God's going to be like, you know that one time you did that one thing? Look what happened. And you'll be like, ah! And they'll be crying and stuff. Like a montage. Um, like a montage, yeah. <laughs> Black and white montage, yeah. Um, but, yeah, do not give up. Let's not try doing good. Let's persevere. Um, and also, this leads us on quite well to the next bit. But before I do this, does anyone remember the first four points that we made? Just love your leadership. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, we'll take. Okay, love your leader, Shaboon. Shaboon. Where are we going? We've got burgers. Share your burgers. Artie, did you have Pride is to do pride. Um, the things die, but that's fine. Okay. Yes, sure. Yes, that kind of ties into the. It's kind of you. Do, that's the you do you thing. That comparison. So we've got. Oh gosh, now I need to know. <laughs> no, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Pride and jealousy. I'm in the Sharing burdens. You love do you. Love your leaders. Plant spirit stuff. Yeah, we love it. So, verse 10 says, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. So, let's take the opportunity to do good. Yeah. I now hand over seamlessly to Ashley, who is going to lead okay. us through how we respond. Cool. So, that was scripted. Uh, yeah. So, we have a bunch of stuff that I have stuck around the room in various places. Um, so, so encourage your leaders more. So, yeah, it tells you what to do at each station. Um, <coughs> there will be some pens. You can write nice things about the leaders there. Uh, over there, we have a chat to God by the glorious medium of the written word. So you can write a letter to God, write a letter from God to you, write something to someone else. That's all over there. Read some Bible. We have Stack of Bible. and suggestions. Stack of Bible. Um, over here, if you want to pray with somebody else, then you can do that. Uh, whoever happens to be at the station at the same time as you. Uh, we've got some communion stuff there as well, so you can take communion together. If you have any questions about that, let us know, and it just tells you some stuff that you can pray about together. Um, if you want to pray by yourself, there are some things over there, so some suggestions. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. <laughs>